to not be able to hand that out for two seasons in a row is is really devastating. It's really frustrating and, and disappointing. And you know, quite honestly, I I'm tired of having it in my office, and uh, I'd like more than anything to to hand it off to a team to enjoy for the summer. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. On the line now with MJHL Commissioner Kevin Surrett. Kevin, uh, you've been the commissioner, I think, for less than a year, and it's it's been quite a year. Why don't you try summing up what it's been like leading the MJHL through a, through this global pandemic? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to put into words. Really, it's been full of ups and downs, and positives, and, and negatives, and disappointment, and, and joy. So it's it's been every emotion from each end of the spectrum and it's it hasn't been easy that's for sure just like every other every other group and business and sector within the province it's it hasn't been an easy time since last march and it continues to to try to navigate a path through uncharted waters and and obviously for us you know being leaders coming out of in the summer and fall with our our return to play and very comprehensive return to play protocols that, that the players and, and really the entire MJHL community ex- executed perfectly and, and really went above and beyond um, all expectations and even above above and beyond all public health orders at that time. So to see those teams, it just makes myself very proud of, of what we accomplished. And when you look around leagues across North America right now, they're using the protocols and, and the schedule formats that we put in place in August. So in that sense, it was a very exciting time, a time where I think the MJHL showed what, what we're all about and and to lead junior hockey and most of hockey for full return to play coming out of the summer and into the fall. That's just something we have to be proud about. And, and it's just really unfortunate and disappointing that we aren't able to finish what we started. Is it even more disappointing that you're seeing, you know, other leagues at at the same level across the country using what you're what you've set up, and and you're the seems like one of the few that's unable to actually do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, we demonstrated that we could we could operate safely and responsibly, and and like I said, the teams did an amazing job in, in ensuring that that safety was the number one priority, and and we we enjoyed. A lot of diff- of team activities. I think it was over 400 plus uh, on and off ice activities, from practices to training sessions. Over 60 full gameplay and and 24, 25 prospect development camps. So in there, we had very very minimal COVID-19 implications, and it's just a testament to all the hard work that everyone put in. So yeah, it is it is obviously disappointing to be to be in a position now where we can't move forward with the remainder of our competitive season and knowing that, you know, the confidence we have in our protocols and, and the MJHL's ability to execute those, you know, makes it tough to swallow for sure. I, I'm not sure if you, you were in discussions with the province at all as to return to play, but if you were, were you ever given any indication as to why Manitoba was not allowing hockey to return this season? Uh, yeah, we were in conversations. You know, the biggest thing, I think, coming out of those conversations, and, and we put many, many plans in front of them for review. You know, our number one goal since we paused on November 12th was just to get the players back into their community safely and back on the ice training, number one. 
you know, games was, was secondary. We, our main goal was to get the players back training and developing in a safe and protective environment. Um, you know, the biggest takeaway from our conversations was that the only exemptions that would be, that would be looked at would require ongoing PCR testing and a hub environment. And obviously for a league like ours with, with small community organizations, it just wasn't feasible to, to put that kind of plan together with, with what it would cost, which is, which is very unfortunate. Talking with Kevin Surrett, the Manitoba Junior Hockey League Commissioner. On a positive note, uh, Kevin, you talked about how uh, you know lots of people were doing what they could when it came to the return to play. Uh, just having all the teams on the same side, and you know the coaches and boards and so many people doing all that they could, uh, and really showing their love for the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. What was that like to have that kind of support from everybody during this process? Yeah, it was amazing. It was a total buy-in, top-down. You know, we we put a lot of expectations and we had a lot of demands on our teams and our players and our staff and, and the MGHL facilities and the volunteers and the officials, but everyone, no one complained. Everyone did absolutely to the best of their abilities. And, and to see that and to see us, you know, really when you look at it, we, we returned to play in modified activities with our first development camp in July and then full return to training camps and full contact gameplay. We, we put ourselves out there. We were the first league to do that. We were the first group in our province and really throughout North America to take that step. So that's not an easy thing to do. The bullseye was definitely on us in a sense. In one sense, it's, we're very proud to be leaders and we, were, we, we took that role on with a lot of pride. And in the other sense, everyone's waiting to see and waiting for you to fail so I just commend the teams it wasn't easy to to be the first ones out of the gate and I think everyone did an absolutely amazing job and I, I think that's been recognized throughout the entire hockey community in North America with the protocols and and the formats that we had in place very early on. Kevin just a couple more for you here um, have you? I, I'm sure you've had a chance to talk with all the coaches and, and general managers and boards and maybe even some players, but is there a message that maybe you would like to pass along to the 20-year-olds that uh, are unfortunately maybe having their, their careers cut a little shorter than they would have liked, missing out on the 19-year-old playoffs and then what would have been their graduating year? I think just in general, just thanking them for, for all of their efforts and, and none of this is their fault. They did everything that was expected of them they did everything we asked. This has nothing to do with with their efforts, and we just, you know, wish we could have we could have finished the season, and we would have been able to to at least be permitted to get them back on the ice to provide them that team atmosphere for the, the mental and physical benefits and all the other benefits that organized sport provides. And we wish them absolute all, all the best going forward. And if there's anything they ever need, I'm I'm an email or phone call away, and it's just. Uh, a very tough time for sure. Kevin, let's now let's look into the future a little bit here. Um, do you think that having hockey taken away from from communities, you know, across the MJHL is going to make them appreciated a little bit more, and and we could see maybe a bump in business sponsorships or, or season tickets? Do you think you think it's going to resonate across the league, something like that? Well, I, I certainly hope so. I think everyone across Manitoba has seen what you know and has a much more appreciation for what the MJHL is all about. And, you know, those communities 
our teams in, in each rural community are are the cultural fabric and, and really an economic, very important economic piece to those communities. So once for next season, as as we prepare, I think there's going to be a lot of sports and a lot of excitement. And, and like I said, there's I think there's a growing appreciation for, for the MGHL and just everything that it provides throughout the province of Manitoba, both culturally, socially, and economically. Do you think we could see some adjustments to the league next year? I know NCAA is doing um, a, a couple of overagers where they're allowing some guys to stay an extra year. Is that something that the MJHL is maybe considering? Uh, that's a tough question. That that's that's a little bit bigger than us. That that's more of a Hockey Canada uh, issue that they're going to be looking at. So uh, as of right now, there's there's no change in in how it's it's monitored with the twenty year olds. I think many arenas still kind of expect to maybe not be back to full capacity next year, but are you planning, Kevin, for the, the MJHL to have training camp and, and development camps leading up to it start regularly, or is that still kind of up in the air with what the province is, is kind of doing? Well, we'll obviously be working closely with the province and public health over the next few months. We've definitely, as of right now, we're planning our normal summer events, which is the starts off with the MJHL Prospect Development Camp in July, where we bring in the top 16, 17-year-old MJHL prospects from across the province. And I know teams are going to be looking at, as public health orders ease, to, to conduct team training activities, potentially exhibition games, and and modified or, or full spring spring prospect camps. And we'll wrap up with this, Kevin. Uh, I know that uh, you got to be looking forward to it just as much as the teams going for the Turnbull Cup, man. Getting on that, uh, getting on the ice, and handing that to a captain—that is something that you missed out on this year, and uh, it, it's very unfortunate. So that's something you got to really be looking forward to. That's two seasons in a row that the trophy hasn't been handed out. You got to be looking forward to when you can do that again. Yeah, definitely. That, that's like you say. That that's a monumental moment for for an organization and for teams and for the whole league to to work towards that at the end of each season and to not be able to hand that out for two seasons in a row is is really devastating it's really frustrating and, and disappointing and you know quite honestly i i'm tired of having it in my office and uh, i'd like more than anything to to hand it off to a team to enjoy for the summer all right kevin it just came out uh, the mjhl has done a little bit different with the draft this year take us through this announcement and what it means yeah, it's it's an announcement that you know we've been having discussions internally uh, for the past year, year and a half about looking at our draft and and looking at the age groups that we draft. And you know, I, I know the we have a competition committee in the league that's made up of of MJHL head coaches and and governors, and they they were tasked to look look at it in depth, and they came forward with a recommendation to move the age group from. U16 to U17, and and really the basis is just to give organizations the ability to watch the players for another year of development, a very important year of development for these players, and just to get a better understanding on where they are in their development path, being a year older, and their potential to play elite junior hockey. So it's something that has been discussed for, like I said, for a year and a half, two years now, and for us, with the timing, with what's happened, and with these players not really getting a season, and, and we didn't want to have to have a whole age group miss a draft. So, 
really, if we were going to do it, this was the year to do it. And and the MJHL Board of Governors approved the new direction for the draft, and, and we look forward to preparing for it for 2022. Kevin, thank you for doing this today. I know that it's been frustrating and it's been a tough road, but the MJHL, yourself, and, and Eric, and, and the group has handled it with nothing but class. And thank you so much for, for being such a great leader in, in our league and, and for doing what you're doing. Thank you for this. Thanks, Dave, and I appreciate all of your efforts, too, and, and your ongoing support of the MJHL. It's much appreciated. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings, only on Country 107.